Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. I'm sure you have been as shaken as I have been this week over the news that Holby City, the medical drama on the BBC, has been cancelled after 24 years. I don't know. Devastated. Gutted. Um, I must confess, I've never actually seen an episode. But I do know how to sniff out an opportunity. And I think there is an opportunity right here for a new medical drama and I thought what me and James could do just before the show starts, you know, get us in the mood, um, is do some, like, improv role play of this hospital drama so that if anybody from the BBC is listening, they can get out their checkbooks and commission it. Um, hi, James. Welcome. Hi. hi. I'm excited for this. So here's, here's my idea. We can call it... Um, um, I, I haven't thought of a name. Hobble, Hobble Town... Okay, That's the name of the down. hospital. Nice. Um, I'm the doctor, and you are my nurse, okay? Okay. Right, and and action. Nurse, quick, fetch me a plunger and three gallons of chocolate milk. That's the only way we can save this man's life. Oh my god, we don't have any of that in the hospital. I'm going to have to run to Morrison's. Take the ambulance. Here's the keys. Drive safely. Thanks. Just so you know, I don't have my driving license, but I'll do my best. <gasps> I think that's it's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. Lesser radio presenters would comment on the fact that I started the show with 21 Pilots and Saturday, uh, but I'm not going to. Uh, I also played your little mix and confetti, and it's Wizard Radio Afternoon. I'm Alec Feldman. How's it going? I really wish you could smell me right now. I smell like summer. I smell like deodorant and sweat and sun cream. The perfect combination of the months June, July and August. And I'm really enjoying it. I love the smell of sun cream. I haven't really had to wear it for ages. But I've, I've slipped, slap, slopped, and I smell wonderful, if I say so myself. And the summer is here. Get yourself onto a, a sunbed outside, but take me with you. Smart speakers and phones and stuff, you know, but it's all, it's all good. Go out, enjoy it, have a nice time, unless it's pouring with rain wherever you are. That's kind of sad. Right, on the show today... Um, elderly habits I would like to discuss with you after four o'clock, sort of just to to out myself for doing something, but we, we, we're gonna talk about that uh, later. Experiences. They're the new thing that is supposedly gonna save the high street, and I've got some ideas. Also on the way, Calvin Harris's riffs, human libraries, Piers Morgan, book burning, it's all coming up between now and five o'clock. I've got a six-second guide as well, as usual. 
we'll play what's going on just before four o'clock. And first things first, we need to talk about the best and worst things in the world this week. That's what we do every week. Uh, this is just some things, some of which I like, some of which I dislike. It's just what's going around in my head at any given moment in the last seven days. So here, here are my, my thoughts on things I like and don't like, right? Uh, from this week. I'm very fickle. The worst thing in the world for me this week is the self-service checkouts at Lidl. You know I'm a keen supermarket user and I go to many different supermarkets and have many different thoughts on them. Lidl I quite like, uh, but they've recently made a change. The change is that whenever you try and buy something from the Lidl bakery, which is stunning by the way, always smells really good, uh, you, you like tap the button to be able to look up item. Bakery. Uh, little demi baguette. You tap it. And then... This is slightly bizarre. It comes up with a, please await for store assistant to come and approve your purchase. And basically, they don't trust people not to lie and rob the little bakery and scan the wrong thing. So you now need to get approval to buy a baguette at Lidl. This feels slightly over the top as a reaction. Like, are they really losing that much money to bakery related fraud that they now need to get approval? every time you want to buy something. I don't think it's that necessary. I mean, maybe Lidl operates on razor-sharp margins, but, you know, I'm not getting, like, ID'd to buy some bread. That's patently ridiculous. So I'm not a fan of that this week. And also, surely if people are robbing the Lidl bakery, they would literally just not scan the thing. And I was literally volunteering. I was volunteering to pay, and they, they come over and they're like, hmm, but is this a demi-baguette or is this a, a half-baguette? Are you lying to us? Weird. So that's that's what I'm not liking this week. However, two things I'm really loving this week. The first thing is the new Calvin Harris song. My God, it's good. Oh, wow. I heard it for the first time yesterday morning, and I've listened to it probably about 10 times since because it is incredible. I love it. I think it's brilliant. I'm going to play it on the show today. We need to talk about it more as well. I want to sort of become a bit like Calvin Harris. Uh, more on that at 10 past 4, but the new Calvin Harris song, it's the one with Tom Grennan I'm talking about, By Your Side is what it's called, and it is so good. That, I think, for me, is the best thing in the world this week. However, a close run second, the second best thing in the world this week, you know ducks? Actually, not. it's not even ducks, it's geese, specifically geese. You know they know about Traffic Islands. I've never really thought about it before, I'll be honest, but I was walking around this morning near a body of water, and a road, and I saw two geese with all their little, like, little geese babies. Are they called goslings? Yeah, some geese and loads of goslings. And they were crossing the road, and I sort of stood there to watch because I was like, I just want to make sure they all get, get over all right because this could end badly. And I was watching them, and they were actually really clever in the way they crossed the road because they, like, they don't go straight across like we would. They go kind of diagonally. And they're like, peep out at the traffic, see if anything's coming. And when they're sure that nothing's coming, they all start waddling over. But they go via the island in the middle of the road. It's like they know that that's the safe place to cross. Who has been teaching geese the green cross code? I don't fully understand. I don't know if it was just a coincidence or whether all geese always use traffic islands when they cross the road. But I was really impressed. I was like, wow, you geese are clever. Clever geese. Who's taught them about them? I don't know. But good on the geese so that is the other best thing in the world this week the fact that geese know that traffic islands exist and how to use them they cross the road safer than some people i know incredible shout out to the geese on the show next 
Book burnings. Who doesn't love a book burning? Uh, let's talk about book burnings after a new song from Dua Lipa. This is the one where she's dressed up as a cowgirl in the video. Love Again is on Wizard Radio. A woman who's often known as the British Lil Nas X. It's Dua Lipa and Love Again because she's dressed up as a cowgirl, that's why. It's Wizard Radio, I'm Alec. Hi, Easy Life is coming up. So is the new Coldplay and Conan Gray as well. You know book burnings? They're like often used maybe by autocratic regimes and dictators to show which kind of fiction and thinking and stuff that they're really not into. They'll like get loads of books that they disapprove of and burn them. And they're like, ha, look at all these books. We hate them, so we've set fire to them. That's... I don't know. I can't... I, as dictatorships go, I feel like to me that's one of the more amusing parts of them. The fact that they just burn loads of books that they don't like and they're like, come on everyone, join in with the book burning. But it's not as often that people decide to burn their own books. I've been reading about this this woman called Jeanette Winterson. <laughs> this is the possibly pettiest thing I've ever seen. She has written a book. Most people who write books would be like really, really proud of their creation and they'd love it and they'd want to treasure it forever and keep as many copies as possible. Not Jeanette though. Uh, they reprinted her book from 1985. Um, I think that's... Oh no, she's written a new book. She, her first book was in 1985. She's written a new book now and they've reprinted it and they've given it a blurb. And for, for whatever reason, she really dislikes the blurb that they've written on her own book. You know, the bit on the back that kind of describes what it's about. I don't know a lot about publishing, but I I don't understand how it made it to print with a blurb that the author of the book didn't like. But that's what's happened. They've printed loads. Uh, she hates it. She thinks the blurb is um, rubbish and it turned her into, quote, women's fiction of the worst kind. And she said it's cosy little domestic. I don't know what, what is a cosy little domestic blurb? I don't really know what that means. But I think she's just getting a bit, a bit touchy about how her work is like presented, who it's supposed to be for. She thinks she's really cool and edgy, but the cover and the blurb makes it look like just another bog standard book. And she's so angry about the fact that they've given her this blurb on her own book that she's she's set fire to probably hundreds of copies of this book in her back garden. She's put a picture up on Twitter. <laughs> it's just a pile full of, like, basically pulp. And there's a few copies on top of the fire, and they're all in flames. And she has literally burnt her own books. That is quite an extreme reaction to a, a small publishing dispute. Did she maybe talk to the publishers first before setting fire to all these books how how did it get this far i don't know but there she is in her back garden tossing copies of her own books onto a massive fire and i like to imagine kind of laughing manically as she does it pulping your own book setting fire to it if i ever write a book i would not do that or maybe i would it's kind of in its own way it is quite iconic isn't it burning your own book Maybe I'd, I'd burn one or two just for good measure. I wouldn't burn hundreds, though. That's, that's too much. So, book burnings. If you don't like something you've made, just set fire to it. I think a lesson we can take into all areas of our life. But please don't. It's dangerous. Fire kills. Coming up next, somebody who's a bit down on their luck. They've just lost their job. I 
think they could do with some help from us, and that is what I would like to provide. And so we'll help out a vulnerable person in need after Easy Life. Oh yeah, by the way, it's Piers Morgan. Yeah, sorry, this is Ocean View on Wizard Radio. Easy Life and Ocean View on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. Hi. Thanks for hanging out this afternoon. I mentioned before that we we're going to do almost an act of charity here. We're going to extend the milk of human kindness to a person who's a bit down on their luck. Times are hard. They've lost their job and they just they just need a bit of help. Unfortunately, that person is Piers Morgan. Do you remember him? You probably do. His greatest hits include uh, phone hacking, uh, being at war with, I think, one of Little Mix, or possibly all of Little Mix, uh, being at war with Meghan Markle. That one was quite big. He walked off the telly about that one and got fired. He's, by all accounts, a terrible person, and we all hate him, with good reason. It's entirely deserved. But I think, you know, nobody is beyond the point of redemption. That is what the good book tells me. I don't know which good book. It's just the kind of thing people say, isn't it? No one is beyond redemption. And I think even though Piers Morgan is an awful human being, we can still show him kindness and compassion and hope that that teaches him the errors of his ways. And obviously he's a bit down on his luck at the minute because after the whole walking off Good Morning Britain and slagging off Meghan Markle thing, he got sacked and he's now unemployed. Unemployed, admittedly, with probably a large country estate and lots of money, yes. But still unemployed and this is a particular struggle for Piers Morgan's wife some would say it is kind of her own fault for marrying Piers Morgan but you know buyer beware but again nobody is beyond redemption Piers Morgan's wife's getting fed up with him because he's always at home because he's unemployed and she's just bored of his presence I mean I would be Susanna Reid seemed to hate sitting next to him for like two hours a day his wife has to live with him all the time again her own choice but nonetheless it can't be particularly pleasant and we should extend her some thim- some the what's the word some sympathy so let's let's do him a favor let's help out Piers Morgan who is very very sadly not sadly at all unemployed and his wife who's having to put up with him and let's sort of turn wizard radio into like the job center for a few minutes has anybody got anything they need doing around the house or little tasks that you've been putting off or things that you should do but don't want to that you want doing because i think piers is your guy he's not got anything to do he needs keeping busy so why don't we just kind of hire him out i wanted to use a different word then and you can you can use piers morgan and yeah maybe pay him a bit of money but he doesn't really need it just to do things so you don't have to do them. And it'll keep him busy, it'll keep his wife happy, and all will be well in the world, and maybe if he's busy, at least he won't be able to go on Twitter. So there's there's a small bonus in it for everybody else as well. So that's, that's my question, basically. Is there anything you need doing that you want Piers Morgan to do for you? Any, any tasks? Um, my room needs a hoover. I could get Piers in to do that. Um, I've got a big pile of clothes that need washing. I've got things I need to take to like a big bin. I've got loads of egg boxes that I want to turn into some cool soundproofing. I could get Piers Morgan to do that. It's all on the to-do list. Why don't get Piers to do it? Keep him busy. What about you? The number, if you have a task that needs doing that you would like to allocate to Piers Morgan, 
is 07807183538. You can email me on station at wizardradio.co.uk. On Instagram and Twitter, we are at wizradio. Come say hello and tell me if there's anything you need doing, any jobs, any work, paid, unpaid, personal, professional, that you would like Piers Morgan to do to get him out of the house. I think, I think we all will grow as human beings from being so nice to someone as horrible as him. So there's, there's something in it for all of us, really. Any charity you would like to extend to Piers Morgan, let me know, and we can, we can offer it out and see if he fancies it in a bit. Conan Gray is playing in a second after the new song from Coldplay, which has really grown on me, actually. This is Higher Power on Wizard Radio. Live from a slightly funny-smelling basement in Manchester, this is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Conan Gray and Astronomy, this is Wizard Radio, and it's Alec Feldman here. Hi. Until 5, Ronnie Watts and Mimi Webb on before 4 o'clock, and we'll start What's Going On as well. Doing a public service at the minute. Uh, A guy who's lost his job, and he's just spending all day at home with his wife and he got fired and he's really bored. We're just trying to find some things for him to do. The person I'm talking about is uh, public hate figure Piers Morgan. But still, we're, we're nice people. We can look past his sins and misgivings and fatal character flaws and show him compassion that he has never shown to others because we're better than him. Or something like that. Anyway, if you've got any odd jobs that need doing, just get Piers Morgan to do it. You've got now else to do. Tom says, I promised my dad I'd pick up the daisies on our lawn this weekend, which is a task I hate doing, especially in the boiling heat, because it's so mundane. And also, I kind of like the daisies. It's just my dad that doesn't. So if Piers could come around and do that instead, it would really help. Perfect. Get Piers Morgan on it. I'm sure he would delight in ripping up some quite nice-looking flowers and kind of stomping all over them. That's his kind of thing, right? So get him to do it. Although, so let me get this straight. Of course we can send Piers Morgan around to do that um, without question. So what your dad wants is you to look on your lawn and literally pick up every single daisy and rip it out of the ground and what throw them away because he doesn't like them. So, So you have to personally tear them up. I mean, number one, I agree with you. They're nice. Why would you want to get rid of them? But also, can't he just, like, mow the lawn? Because when he mows the lawn, they get chopped off, don't they? So why do you need to, (laughs) separately to mowing the lawn, go and pick up all of the daisies that are in your garden? How big is your garden? How long does this take? How many daisies are there? There are lots of questions that I think Piers will probably want answering before we can send him around to start the job. But I, I don't really understand why this is a task, to be completely honest, but... Fair dude, if you want to borrow Piers for a while to do that, then that's absolutely fine. Anna uh, is meant to be seeing a friend tomorrow night, she says. But it's one of those friends who I don't really see out of choice. It's just I feel bad if I don't see them. And they really put me under pressure, so I kind of have to. We're going to the park, but if Piers Morgan wants to slap on some sun cream and go in my place, I would not complain. I'm sure Piers would find it more interesting than I will. There we go. It sounds like Piers has got quite a nice afternoon sorted, actually. Really sunny outside. He can go around Tom's and pick up the daisies, then hang out in the park with Anna's friend, who she doesn't really like. Do you think... Would she notice, Anna? That's the only slight flaw I can see in this plan. Would your friend notice if, instead of you, it was Piers Morgan that showed up? 
Will she be pleasantly surprised? For most people, that would probably be quite an unpleasant surprise, but, you know, not everyone. But I suppose, yeah, we could send him around to do that. He doesn't seem to have a great deal of social skills, but if that's what you want, maybe it'll help kind of torpedo the friendship so I don't have to see this person anymore, then we can send Piers around to the park to hang out with your friend instead of you on your behalf. See? Oh, you, you lot, see, I wasn't sure whether anyone would get on board with this. I thought you might think, oh, Piers Morgan is a horrible person. I do not want to help him out one bit. But you've all been so kind and charitable so far in your volunteering to give him stuff to do now he's been fired. Josh says, I'm surprised he hasn't been announced as part of the new lineup on GB News yet. Feels like exactly his crowd of people. And maybe he'll be the thing that actually gets people to watch. Some people, at least. Not me. I don't think you could pay me to watch it. Uh, neither. Although, I did a couple of months ago do a few demos for GB News. Do you remember? I did them on the show just in case they needed somebody like me um, who can pretend to have obscenely right-wing opinions. But they never called back. Um, maybe that's because they're still waiting for Piers Morgan to pick up the phone. But listen, if he does go to, to GB News, which he might, that hasn't started yet, has it? He's still, he's still unemployed at the moment. He's still annoying his wife at home at the moment. But it's right now when he needs stuff to do so that's not very helpful for the here and now uh, Rachel's been on if Piers Morgan is so bored why doesn't he volunteer at an NHS vaccination centre he's the one that was um, attacking all those politicians over the pandemic he's the one who's been saying how amazing the NHS is and how we should all be really grateful for them they could do with his help maybe he should put his money where his mouth is put on a high vis get jabbing I don't think I'd trust him with putting a needle in my arm though he's got quite evil eyes Yes, Rachel, that's because he's got an evil soul. Uh, it's not just the eyes, he is just all evil. That's that's Piers Morgan, that's his thing. He is entirely evil. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm desperate for a vaccine. I really want one because I, I want to stop worrying about getting COVID so much. But uh, would I want it from him? I just, I don't... He's, he's got those like big gammony chubby fingers, hasn't he? He'd probably do it all wrong and he'd end up bleeding and squirting blood every I'm sorry if you're afraid of vaccinations and like injections and needles and stuff ignore me Just ignore forget I said anything yeah Piers Morgan would be great at giving the vaccines at the NHS vaccination center you're right we should put him up to that at once that'll get him out of the house it'll keep his wife happy and maybe he'll get an extra one going spare at the end of the day too actually no he's he's really old isn't he? he's probably already had both doses oh well there's some good suggestions we're all much nicer people than I thought we were. The fact that we can offer kindness to such a horrible person like that. Well done, everybody. Give yourself a big pat on the back for being a good person. Unlike, as mentioned, Piers Morgan, who is entirely evil. Anyway, coming up next, I haven't been to a library for a while. Apparently, they've changed quite a lot. More details after Ronnie Watts. This is Car Ride Home at Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, that was Ronnie Watts, Car Ride Home, I'm Alec Feldman, Mimi Webb plays next, um, and we'll do what's going on as well. You know the library, I haven't been to the library for ages, I think the last time I was, the last time I was in like a library was probably the uni library, um, I returned some books a few weeks ago if that counts, before that it was like March 2020 during the, the happy birthday phase of the pandemic, you know when you had to sing happy birthday when you wash your hands, and that was kind of the last time I was in the library. A year and three months ago-ish. And they've changed quite a bit, I'm told. 
I saw someone share this on Instagram the other day and I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Have you ever heard of a human library? Basically, it's like a library where you go and borrow books and keep them for a while and learn stuff from them and read them and enjoy them. Except instead of borrowing books, you can borrow people. And the idea is you borrow old people. This is a Danish thing. You go to the, the human libraries and you borrow some people and they tell you stories about their life and experience and all that. You know, here's what I did during the war, that kind of thing. Oh, we were evacuated. We did this, we did that. Which is quite a cool idea. I really like the idea of a human library. I hope this is something that comes to the UK. Because how cool would it be to get, you know, a human library card? Uh, not made of human flesh. That would be weird. And you go and you swipe and you get you get somebody's nana for 20 minutes. That Actually, you know what that would be useful for? Have you heard about that thing where uh, you can go to Nando's and it's half price if you take your nan? If you need an old person, go to the human library, borrow a nana for half an hour, get your half price Nando's and take it back and it won't cost you a thing. That's really cool. But yeah, you can borrow humans you could borrow doris you could have an hour with graham or whatever you fancy and that is cool i don't know if they do like overdue fees or anything like that that wouldn't be so great but it'd be good as well if you could borrow famous people because you know there's famous people that you've always wanted to meet for me it's craig david i really hope that before i die i get to just i don't know sit down with craig david for like 10 minutes and just let him talk at me and do all his weird Craig Davidisms because you know how much I love him. I just think he's brilliant. And he can go on about whatever it is he talks about, doing yoga at 5.30 in the morning and saying the word vibes a lot. That's kind of his thing. I could go to the human library. I could get my library card, take out Craig David for half an hour. We could have a lovely time. It would be a Tuesday, so I could take him for a drink. And then, you know, I'll pop him back to the library. No overdue fees, nothing like that. And somebody else could enjoy Craig David for a bit. Why don't they have celebrity human libraries? This this is something I would like to see. Who do I campaign to? Do the council run them? Can I email, like, Manchester City Council and tell them about this human library idea? I don't know. <laughs> it would be funny as well, you know, what they should do. You know the stamps um, that tell you when it's due back? They could, they could do that and people could have a bit of paper on their stomach and you could stamp them and say when they're due. I, just, I think this is a really cool concept. I really hope that human libraries are something that comes to the UK. I could borrow somebody's nana, I could borrow Craig David. We'd have a good time. I think it would be way cool. Then I would actually go back to a library. I think that's what would that would really pull me in if you could borrow human beings. So that's a really cool thing that I've learned about this week. I hope it does eventually make it over here and we can take out some humans together. Not in like an exploitative way, just, just to clarify. Next, on Wizard Radio, we do it every Saturday afternoon. What's going on is coming up after Mimi Webb and Good Without. It's on right now. Mimi Webb, Good Without, on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman, and it's time to play... What's going on? Every week, we play this game where you have to try and work out what is happening in a confusing situation that you can only hear. You can't see it because it's the radio. That's how it works. So I'm going to play you a clip. Your job is to, using deduction, imagination, logic, reasoning, all of those things, tell me what is actually happening within. If you can explain it, then you're onto a winner. I think, was it last week on What's Going On where we had someone who actually almost got it right, which was like the first time ever. Nobody normally understands it, but last week, 
somebody actually guessed almost correctly. That was good. I think it was. Who was it? Oh, it was, um, yeah, it was Amy. Someone called Amy got it right last week. I've just looked. That was good. Will anybody get it almost right this week? Probably not. It's quite a lot harder. So let's have a listen to the clip for the first time and see what you make of this. Interesting. There's not a lot to go on there. There's just some fun kind of like sambery music. Let's have another listen. So there's the fun sambery music. He says something in a language that isn't English. There's it sounds like there's something in the background but you can't quite make out what. But that that's a difficult one. If anybody can work out what's happening there, what's he saying? Why is he saying it? How does he feel? Is he happy? Is he sad? Is he angry? Who's the person singing? What's the song? Anything. Anything at all you can try and come up with in your own brain to try and explain what you've just heard. I would be very surprised if anyone gets this anywhere near right this week. But you can have a go because that's that's the spirit of it, right? Have a go. You won't be right, but we'll have a nice time. That's the reason to get involved in what's going on. The number, if you would like to have a go, is 07807 183 538. You can tweet at WizRadio. You can email station at wizardradio.co.uk. Or, um, no, that's it. That's all. <laughs> Those are the options. Phone, uh, Twitter, Instagram, email. What is going on in this clip? Seeing as we're actually running quite early, like five minutes early, I have no idea how that's happened. Why don't we bring in, like the old days, James Gilmore? Hiya. Hi. Uh, This is a hard one because it's like five seconds long. It's really short, it's not in English, and there's not actually that much that you can make out. What are your thoughts initially? So, it before I realised the song was in not English, mm-hmm. it reminded me of another song, of a really old it? song. I'm trying to find it, I've got it on a playlist. Um, <laughs> right. Okay, I've got it. Alec, you, you might not get this reference, but it's a song called Eli's Coming because the it sounds like she says the word Eli in this clip. Who's and it Eli? made me think of this. It just reminded me of that. So that's what I that's my initial thing. I was like, oh, this is like a karaoke of the song <laughs> Eli's Coming. I really quickly realized that isn't the case. Um, see, is this song from 1975? Um, yeah. I mean, that would be an unusual thing to have on. It what's might actually going on. be earlier than 1975. Right. Well, all guesses are valid. There's no wrong answer, although that is actually. You know what? It might be wrong. It might not be wrong. I'm not going to spoil I think it's it now. 1967. Um. So yeah, a, a random old one. My other guess was that um, was that actually it's in the UK because I don't know what obviously the sounds are, but it sounds quite miserable weather in the background. Like it sounds like it oh, might right. be really windy or something. So my other guess was that actually the language is a red herring and that actually this is something in the UK. 
Ah, as if the UK in, is it? the only place in the world with bad weather. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. So what? What? What's happening in the UK? I don't know, like Butlins or something. I don't know. I know we we <laughs> tend, we tend to go to Butlins really quickly on this show, and uh, okay, I, I just think it's more for what Butlins represents. Right. So your two guesses are somebody singing a song from 1969 and Butlins, and, and maybe an intersection between the two. Right. Well. If you profoundly disagree with James Gilmore's wild predictions, then send me yours and see if you can get any closer. 07807 183 538 is the number or station at wizardradio.co.uk. Let's have it one more time and think about Butlins when you listen to this. good vibes it sounds fun whatever's happening but what do you think is happening tell me that's what what's going on is all about 07807183538 we'll get the answer before the end of the show at five o'clock right now i think we might do something unheard of possibly something that's never ever been done before in the almost four years that i've done this show on a saturday afternoon I think we're going to do the news two minutes early. Nearly four o'clock. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. If you've ever heard the weekly mixtape, which is a show I do on a Friday, you will know that I think Carla Rae Jepsen is brilliant and criminally, criminally underrated. And I did actually play that song on the weekly mixtape yesterday. And I decided to play it again today because it is great. And I was listening to it this week and I was like, wow, this is such a good song. So there you go. Enjoy. I can subject you to my Kylie Rae Jepsen obsession. BTS was before that with Butter and Good Afternoon. It's Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. Coming up next, the brand new Calvin Harris song, which is incredible. I mentioned this earlier. I love the new Calvin Harris song. I think it's brilliant. First heard it yesterday, obviously, because it didn't exist before yesterday. And I've listened to it like 10 times since. And it is so, so good. I can't get it out of my head. And I've been thinking, Calvin Harris is incredible. He His hit rate is so high. I think, can you think of a duff Calvin Harris song? Okay, maybe the like the Funk Waves era. But that was that was him being a bit rubbish on purpose. He was like, I'm going to make some music that's a bit different. And then I'll get back to the bangers afterwards. That was, that was the whole Funk Waves thing. That album that was in like 2017. And he is back and he's delivering. And I think the world's a better place for it. Cannot deny. Uh, but here's the thing. It's an amazing song, this new song with Tom Grennan. But the riff is quite simple. And actually, when you think about it, most Calvin Harris songs do have quite simple riffs. So have a listen to this little this little montage, right? So we've got this one. Simple. Not that many notes in it. Not complicated at all. Giant again. I wonder how long it took him to write this. Probably not that long. This John Newman one, Blame, again. Pretty straightforward. Couple of notes. What songs is this? It's with Eddie Golding, isn't it? I forgot what it's called, but again, simple. And we found love. There's what, like three notes in this? I'm not saying being Calvin Harris is easy. I'm not saying I could be Calvin Harris. What I am saying is it's not that difficult to write a a dance music riff 
that could become like a number one single. That's what I'm saying. And I kind of want to have a go. Um, so here goes nothing. I've got my, my keyboard out, right? Um, it's always a treat when I get out my keyboard. Here, here you go, listen. I've, I've put it on like a, a kind of Calvin Harrisy setting. And basically, I've got, I've got a beat as well. There you go. And I just want to, you know, play around, try and come up with some, like, award-winning, potentially, number one smash hit riffs that Calvin Harris could use. To do that, I would like to enlist the help of James Gilmore, who is sat over there. I mean, not in the same room in a different part of the country. I'm but here. He's over there. I'm Hi. Here. How optimistic are you feeling about my ability to become the next Calvin Harris? Based on what I've heard before, not mm. very optimistic. I can't believe you'd say that. Well, Whenever I've had honest. my keyboard on the show before, it's been really successful. <laughs> and it depends on what your definition of success is. Everybody had a great time. Not true. Oh, well, that's quite hurtful that you'd say that. But okay, moving on. This time, it will be good. So basically, you know, you know the the musical scale. It goes from like A to G. Those are the notes. Sure. Basically, I just want you to to shout random letters at me from A to G, including sharps if you fancy, and I'll try and make that into like a banging Calvin Harris riff. Okay. What I'm what I'm gonna say is, this escapes my musical knowledge, so I might be the slow part of this. Don't worry, we can't we can't all have a B in GCSE music. It's okay. You don't have I've to got an A. I've actually a grade eight drums, but it turns out to play the drums, you don't actually need to know that much. No, you don't so, need to know that. No. Just throw a few letters at me, and I'll all try right. and turn them into something. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. One, two, three, four. C D F. C D F. Woo! What do you think of that? Award-winning? Number one single? Not yet. It's, it's, if anything, it's too complicated. Oh, okay. So I need to simplify it. Simplify. Do CDF again, but simplify. Okay. That? You always want to go higher. Right? I, of what I do know about music, you always want to end higher than you started. Okay, okay. It makes so... it more addictive to listen to. That's that's good. That's good. Okay, so we've got like, yeah. No, no, no. You want to go? No? Da, da, da. So I can I can only go up, never da, down. Da, da. That's what so I, I, I don't know the notes, but. Da, right. So if I if I start like low, can you even hear that? No, no, not that low. Not that low. Go a bit then I won't. I, how do I need to keep going up? Can you can you turn the keyboard up a bit? It's a little bit quiet for me. That's you better. mean turn it up because it's so great. Now, da, da, da. oh, that's not on it. That is that. All right, let's try a different combination of notes. Okay, yeah, I don't think that's the best um, interval to use the uh, the musical term. Let's do right. A. A. C, mm hmm, E, A C E. Okay, Calvin Harris Ace. banger incoming using the letters A C E. Here we go. Uh, put your hands in the air Woo! for this. It's gonna drop any second.
Alex, um, how about that? Addictive? I'm going to give you Make a you want to get down? Sessions. Yes! Finally! I've made it! That was... That was pretty experimental. I'll give you that. You mean... Good. Dance banger. Top 40 hit. Not the words I used. I used experimental. You thought them though, didn't you? <laughs> I... I can't reveal my inner thoughts. Oh, sorry, I can't hear more? you over the dance banger. Never mind. Shall we try one more? Yeah, go on then. Alright, let's do... D F G D F G Calvin Harris style dance banger coming your way oh, I'm not feeling this one. Oh, really? It's too complicated. Like, you heard how much work Calvin Harris put into his riffs. Okay, he is right. doing much less work than you are. Okay. Uh, so basically, I'm too, I'm too good to be like Calvin. That's not what I said. You're putting in too much work. Those are different things. Okay, so that, but more simple. Simplify. Okay. What was it again? DFG. Yeah. Okay. DFG. Here we go. See, that's memorable. Isn't it? Woo! Calvin Harris dance banger! In fact, if I couldn't hear your fingers pressing the buttons, I wouldn't believe that was you. That was That is actually me, see? Woo! I'm pushing the buttons. See? Because I make mistakes. Yeah. Alright, I, I think we may have had enough of this for one day. Oh, well, yeah, sorry. That, that new hit single, Postman Pat by Calvin Harris, coming soon to a streaming service near you, I think. Let's, let's stop that rubbish beat. That's gone. Right, here is the real deal. He's much better than I am, and he hasn't made it on a shonky Yamaha keyboard. Calvin Harris and Tom Grennan by your side on Wizard Radio. This is a tube. Reprise! <laughs> Good, just like Calvin Harris. Exactly the same. I'll be the yeah. Okay, never mind. Wizard Radio. That was Calvin Harris featuring Tom Grennan and me with I'll be there on Wizard Radio. I think that song's unforgivably good. I really like it. Um. Anyway, moving on. We've got to move on. Uh, as much as we'd all like to listen to me play keyboard badly all day, I'm only on till five o'clock, and there's lots to do before then. Well, we need to find out what's going on. I want to talk to you about some some slightly geriatric habits that I've acquired. But anyway, before all that, you know how the pubs are back? They've reopened, and this is probably the longest they've... Is it the longest they've been open for since, like, 2019? Maybe. I don't know. It depends where you are in the country, I guess. But the bad news is, even though all these, like, pubs and restaurants and hospitality venues, they've all been re- allowed to reopen now, um, in the pubs at least... Their turnover, so the amount of money they're taking in, it's 20% lower than it was this time in 2019. So they haven't quite bounced back yet, which is a shame. I don't know if that's because fewer people want to go or people are spending less money, or maybe even just because then they can't have as many people in there. They're not as allowed. That's probably why. Um, And that's a shame 
You know, I like the pub industry. I think it should survive and thrive. They're great social meeting places and hubs of the community. So I've taken it upon myself to come up with some ideas. I know that's normally a sign that you should all be very fearful, but these ones are actually good ideas. Basically, you know, everyone always goes on about the decline of the high street. Like, oh yeah, internet shopping, it's ruined the high street. The high street now, it's evolving. It's not about shops anymore. It's about experiences. Everyone says that. That's the received wisdom. It's like, oh yes, the, the high street now, it's about experiences. So you've got places like Primark turning all their shops into experiences. Whatever the hell that means. So what if you turn the pub into an experience instead of just a place where you go to drink J2Os and stuff? Here is how... The British pub industry can recover. I've got a few ideas, thanks to me, the famous entrepreneur, Alec Feldman. Um, have they considered petty fish? You, you know, you go and you get a pint or some J2O or something, and whilst you sit there in the pub, your feet get eaten at by hundreds of small fish that eat all the dry skin. They did it in like shopping centres for a while, do you remember? So maybe that's what pubs need, and you can charge extra for it because... You you can't get more people in the pubs because COVID, but you can make them spend more money. Charge them a few quid, get some fish to nibble at their feet, and what was your uncle? That one is a bit gross, admittedly. Um, I'm not a massive fan of that idea. Just, yeah, it's a suggestion. What about, have you ever been to a motorway service station and you're walking to the toilet and just before you get to the toilet, right past the... The, like, um, the machine with the, the grabber that you can win stuff from. There's a couple of slightly crusty-looking massage chairs, and you put a couple of quid in the chair, and you sit there, and it vibrates and stuff and gives you a bit of a massage. I've never seen anyone using them, but they are there. So what if you replaced, say, 50% of the seats in the pub with massage chairs, and people can put some money in the chair and get a nice kind of tingle down their spine whilst they're drinking and having a nice time with their friends. Extra money, think about it, it's an idea. Maybe something slightly less passive and more active, like an activity you can do whilst at the pub. What if it was also Laser Quest? So you have like a section with tables where people sit down and then the other half of the pub is like a Laser Quest um, sort of, what are they called, like a set? course a course where there's loads of obstacles and you kind of shoot people with fake laser guns i see nothing that can go wrong with drunk people and lasers absolutely not or um if not laser quests what about an escape room you have to stay in the pub until you can work out how to get out the catch obviously is that the longer you're in the pub um potentially the longer the people will take to work it out because their mental faculties gradually decline Maybe, you know, not a good idea, but at the same time, yes, a good idea, because they'll be trapped and they'll have to spend lots of money. Get that revenue up. That's what this is about. Um, uh, I've got a few other ideas on my list. Um, haircuts whilst drunk. If, you know, consenting adults want to involve themselves in that. Uh, flight simulator or perhaps a pub where you pretend it's a parallel universe and Ed Miliband is prime minister and you, you pay money to go to this experiences the high streets about experiences that's what everybody keeps saying so those are the ideas i have as the high street guru take them leave them i don't really care but i, I tried to help get that revenue up okay 
Right, uh, next on Wizard Radio, Billie Eilish, and then some habits that I think age us all about 50 years. Don't go anywhere. Billie Eilish and Lost Cause on Wizard Radio, Alec Feldman here. Justin Bieber's next. Uh, I've recently discovered an old, would you call it a hobby? Would you call it a habit? I don't really know which. But it's something I probably talked about on the radio at the time I was really into. And then, you know, life happens and you don't have time to do things and you lose touch with your old hobbies. But I recently got back into it in a big way. And, you know, as hobbies do, it's really, really enhancing my well-being. I'm really glad that I've got back into it. The only trouble is, as a hobby, I feel like it ages me about 50 years. It's not the kind of thing that most 20-somethings would enjoy doing. Especially not most teenagers. Kids, not a chance you'd ever give this a go. The older you get, the more you will enjoy doing this. And I I want to admit to it and sort of out myself. It's not a particularly cool thing to enjoy doing. But... I would like to share it with you because it brings me lots of joy in my life. I like ironing. There, I said it. I'm Alec Feldman. I love ironing clothes. It brings me joy. It's like a great stress relief. You sit there, you put on some music or you put on a podcast. You enjoy the nice warmth of how your clothes feel when you iron them. And at the end of it, they're all nice and crease-free. And that makes me happy knowing that I've got a drawer full of t-shirts that don't have creases in. I like it. It's good. It's a fun thing to do it takes quite a lot of time yes could i be doing that for better things more cool things more things that are appropriate to my own age probably yes but i like ironing i've really got back into it it's great and i'm not ashamed to admit that because i think everybody has something a bit like this it's a kind of hobby it's a habit all your friends will say to you why do you do that are you 50 but you know you know that it brings you joy and it makes you happy and the only person that matters in life to make happy is you know the number one yourself and if it makes you happy then go for it even if other people do say that it makes you seem really really old and i think most people have got one so on 07807183538 now can you tell me please what hobby or habit you've got that most people your age probably aren't that into it makes you a bit older it's kind of boomery or whatever it happens it's millennial you know what hobby have you got that really ages you up makes you really old let me know 07807 183 538 is the number for texts station at wizardradio.co.uk's email address and on the socials we are at wizardradio twitter instagram etc what hobby or habit have you got someone your age probably shouldn't for me it's ironing but what about you i'd love it if you let me know playing olivia rodrigo oh that song's really good in a second and justin bieber daniel caesar Givian peaches is next you've heard of justin bieber everyone's heard of justin bieber have you heard of daniel caesar though i hadn't until this song so i've done some research so you don't have to i've put together uh, completely factually accurate 60 second guide to Daniel Caesar so let's have it Alex totally accurate definitely not made up 60 second guide Daniel Caesar can trace his line lineage directly back to Julius Caesar the former Roman dictator who lived between 144 BCE that was over 2000 years ago making Daniel Julius's 45th great grandson 
Despite being related to one of the most famous people in history, Daniel is not afforded any special privileges. He's got no claim to any hereditary role in Rome or Italy. He's got no uh, valuable family heirlooms. Doesn't even like Caesar dressing. Luckily, though, he makes a career from being Justin Bieber's Georgia-based peach dealer. Daniel, who got into the peach business when he was just 14 years old, handpicks the juiciest, freshest peaches he can find on peach farms across the state. He wraps them in layers upon layers of bubble wrap to protect them, and then he posts them to Justin Bieber's home in California. It's unclear why Bieber doesn't just get his peaches from Walmart like everybody else, but Daniel Caesar is paid very handsomely indeed for being Justin Bieber's official peach supplier. And that is Daniel Caesar in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. Wizard Radio, how good is that? Olivia Rodrigo and good for you. Justin Bieber, Daniel Caesar, give in with peaches before that. Griff's coming up, a new Griff song, and Joshua Bassett before Miles is on at five o'clock. That's the admin done. Let's return to the habits and hobbies that you have that make people think you're about 50 years older than you actually are. Me, I like ironing. If you want, if you want a hint, actually, we've got an ironing. Nobody cares about this. We've got an ironing board, right? Uh, but the legs are broken, so I used the stand from my trusty keyboard that I was playing only a few minutes ago, and I put the ironing board on that. Is that clever or what? Anyway, um, we're not here for the ironing content. We're here for the the hobbies that you have that make people think you're really old. And uh, Joe's been on. I'm a breakfast person, says Joe. I need to have breakfast every day or it really messes with me. I usually get made fun of for my breakfast choices, though, because my favourite breakfast foods are more appropriate for somebody who is in their 50s and 60s than a teenager. My number one pick for breakfast is either porridge or a mixture of all bran and bran flakes. I just really like the taste and consistency of bran. It's really good for you, and if you pair it with some fruit, it tastes good. Okay, a lot to dismantle here. (laughs) Where to begin? I mean, yeah, breakfast, yes, good. Agree with you. Porridge, yeah, actually, I like porridge. Especially if you put, I don't know, you could put jam in porridge, that's nice. Or Nutella, that's nice. Or some fruit, some berries, that's good. Or honey, or maple syrup. Biscoff in porridge, good. So far, I'm completely with you. You like eating for breakfast if you don't have porridge. A mixture of bran and all, what's all bran? And bran flakes. That's two different types of bran. I, <laughs> why do you need two different types? I don't understand. Would one not do the job? What's the difference between all bran and bran flakes? Do I need to Google? Is, bran, is all bran the one that's got all the like fancy other stuff in? Okay, all bran. Right, that's the one in the orange box. It's like little little twigs. That's what it looks like. Or worms or droppings. And then bran flakes. They're the blue ones that are flakes of bran. Okay. Uh, Joe likes both. I guess the different shapes are kind of exciting. Um, and Joe says, I like the taste and consistency. But then also says, if you pair it with fruit, it tastes good. That, Joe, is inconsistent. Because if you ta- if you, it only tastes good, you're saying, if you pair it with fruit, because it's the fruit that tastes good, not the bran. That's, that's the issue we have here. Because bran, bran doesn't taste good. Nobody likes bran. It just kind of cleans out your insides doesn't it it's not enjoyable well apparently it is for you but yeah i agree this is more appropriate for someone in their 50s and 60s than the teenager get off the all brand have cocoa pops like normal people i mean not that i'm shaming you know eat what you want i like ironing fair enough 
Lewis says, over lockdown I started a hobby that I feel like has aged me so much. I have become Alan Tixmarsh. I've got right into gardening. Give me a bulb, give me some seeds. I will be entertained for hours. I've got my shovel and my plant pots. My garage is full of soil. I've been planting all types of plants and fruits in my garden. I think I like it because it takes my mind off school, but I did catch myself in the mirror the other day with my gloves and apron on. I facepalm myself for looking about 50. I hope you didn't facepalm yourself with the glove because then you'll get soil on your face and you'll be all dirty. Yeah, th- this is a classic middle-aged person hobby. But at the same time, it is kind of fun. I know I know, a lot of people, they're not gardeners as such, but they will nurture a pot plant for a while or some... What are those things? Succulents, the little, the little ones that take up loads of water. So I know people who do that, but then I can, I can tell you, Lewis, when I was in... I think it was about year nine. I also had a gardening phase. Well, it was been like what, fourteen, and I did enjoy digging up patches of the grass in our garden. I'd dig up all the grass and put new grass seeds down. And this this lasted, I think, for a couple of holidays until I got fed up of that. But that was a thing that I used to. So I can relate to the gardening thing more than the brand thing, at least. Hey, Danina, who sent a message. Hi. I'm definitely not alone with having really gotten into croc shit. Is it, is it called crochet? It's called crochet, isn't it? I've really gotten into crochet during lockdown. It all started in lockdown one. There was nothing to do. My mum decided to buy a crochet kit for her and I to do together. But then I took over because she was being too slow. I really like it. It's so calming and I find it really satisfying to see whatever I'm crocheting coming together as I keep doing it. But when I'm sat in front of the TV under my lamp, with a blanket over my leg, glasses on, crochet kit open, I look like I belong in a very different type of home. <laughs> I'm sure you did. You have to wear one of those cords around your neck just in case. Um, crochet, is that knitting or is that different? Uh, d- I'm not an expert in this. Does it have the big the big chunky needles and the wool? What's the one where you make patterns? Is that a crochet? I don't, I don't know. I'm afraid I'm not an expert, but it sounds like a nice time can make people some some nice jumpers for your grandkids oh wait you're a child <laughs> no grandkids for you but yeah that's uh, i can kind of get into that i've never tried it but that seems like a reasonable hobby to have and harry as well so i can't believe i'm actually saying this but i have a habit i don't know how i picked it up but it's now become a thing that i do every time i sit down i make a noise somewhere between a grunt and a groan I don't know why I do it, because I haven't got any aches and pains. I just It's involuntary, completely involuntary. The only other people I know who make this noise are old. I'll see a chair, I'll sit down, and I'll just go... Well, let, me do, let me demonstrate. I'm standing up right now. I'm sitting down. That's what he does. He says, I can't explain it. It does nothing for me. But my body just makes the noise every single time now, whether I like it or not. Well, I don't, I don't get that. Why? How? Are you just so relieved to be sat down or is it like is it when your bum hits the seat that the the impact of that forces an involuntary expulsion of air so you're like <laughs> because you're you're sort of winding yourself by sitting down too aggressively maybe that's it have you tried sitting down more slowly maybe holding on to something whilst you do it getting like a zimmer frame just to to stop you going <laughs> every time you sit down i don't know well this is fun i didn't realise quite how geriatric we all are. This kind of makes me and my ironing look a little bit cool. No, who am I kidding? It definitely doesn't. What's going on is coming up next. Griff is on Wizard Radio right now. This is one foot in front of the other. Griff, one foot in front of the other. 
on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. It's 10 minutes to 5 o'clock, which gives us just enough time to conclude this week's edition of What's Going On? So the clip this week was a particularly difficult one, I would say. It wasn't very long, and there wasn't a lot you could really take from it. So I'm interested to see what sort of guesses we've got. Let's have a listen again to remind ourselves. So there's some fun, like, samba-y type music. I, I don't know if it's actually samba music or something kind of, you know, that sort of vibe. So sorry if I'm completely incorrect. There's a person speaking at the end. They're not speaking English, so I don't know what they're saying. And there's some some other, like, background noise going on that's kind of hard to make out. So I'm interested to hear what you reckon is happening. We've got some guesses here, including from Alicia. We got James Gilmore on earlier, by the way. His suggestions were either it's Butlins or it's somebody singing a song I've forgotten the name of from 1969. Um, and Alicia says, I agree with James's guess. Really? The music obviously isn't in English. I don't know what language it is in, but I think it's Spanish. And this is a Spanish night or something in one of those rubbish British resorts like Butlins. And everyone in the clip is British. They're just doing impressions that are really stereotypical and offensive to try and entertain the guests because nobody can go abroad on holiday at the moment. This is very Butlins energy to me. I am detecting some Butlins snobbery here, Alicia. I actually I don't know, I've never been to Butlins either, but I'm sure it's a good time. So you think it's it's Butlins pretending to be in Spain badly because you can't go to real Spain. It's an interesting suggestion, but no, as far as I'm aware, it's not anybody pretending to be anything. It's not in Spain either. Or Butlins. It's somewhere else where I think they do speak Spanish, but it's not that. So, a nice guess, but no, uh, you and James Gilmore are both wrong, it's not Butlins. Jacob says, it's so difficult this week, I know, I'm sorry, I hold my hands up, I made it too easy last week, I got scared, because Amy got it right, so never again. This uh, is in Spain, says Jacob, wrong, I think the music is in Spanish, right, I think. I think it's a karaoke night in a bar or club in Spain, there's a woman on stage singing, the guy whose voice you hear shouting at her, is her supportive husband or boyfriend saying how amazing he thinks she is, but in Spanish, obviously. That's the only thing I can think it is. That is very wholesome, there's a suggestion. Karaoke night, supportive husband being like, yeah, you you go wife, you're great, you're amazing. Um, but in Spanish, um, very wholesome, but not Spain, not supportive husband, not karaoke night. So you're wrong on all three counts, Jacob, I'm sorry. Thank you for playing though. Do try again next week. And Benny has been on saying, I think this is a really depressing clip. It's a pool party. It's in Ibiza. But because people can't travel, it's really empty. The weather's kind of rubbish and a bit rainy. Yeah, James Gilmore did say it sounded like there was rain actually. Um, Benny says, but the resort has decided to try and keep the event going on anyway, even though there's barely anybody there. So this is just a view of a woman singing on stage to an empty pool, one person in the audience shouting at her whilst the rain pours down and the wind blows everything away. Now that could be a classic British seaside resort, what you have described right there. But it's not. 
that's not what's happening. You're all kind of not really anywhere near the right track. I know it does sound like they're on holiday, but it's not that. Not a holiday resort. Not even in Spain. I don't think it's raining. None of you have come anywhere near it this week, which is good. I feel like I've won a moral victory by making it too difficult for anybody to get, so... <laughs> Thanks for trying, though. I will now tell you what is actually going on in the clip. It's not Spain, it's Brazil. That's what's happening. And it's a man in Brazil who is dressed like Superman. And he's, whilst dressed like Superman, running down a road and pretending to do that classic Superman thing of using his hands to stop a moving bus. Uh, Unfortunately, (laughs) he was unable to do that and instead got hit by the bus <laughs> whilst trying to stop it. Um, so that's what happens. I think you can hear the little the brake noise in the background. I don't think the bus was going very fast. I should say that. He seems fine. Like He, he gets back up. He doesn't seem too hurt. He hasn't like broken his spe- spine or anything. And so that is what is happening. Let's have a listen to it and imagine a man in Brazil dressed up as Superman getting hit by a bus. <coughs> I think that's the Spanish for I've just been hit by a bus and that is what's going on for this week it is done, nobody got it right one point to me Uh, thanks for listening today, I've had fun I've had a nice time, let's do it all again next Saturday shall we, 3 till 5pm if you want to hear some and I don't use this phrase lightly, serious tunage the weekly mixtape for my other show we do that on Fridays at 3 o'clock and I just play what I want and it's great so lots of me that you could be listening to on the radio in the next 7 days if you fancy Mars Bukowski's coming up next have a great Saturday evening Joshua Bassett, feel something, it's Wizard Radio there goes another episode of Alec Feldman the podcast, wasn't that some great content come back next week for more audio based fun Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.